Hi there everyone, greetings to you. I want to start off by sharing with you an exciting announcement. We are going to be resuming our face-to-face uh, live, you know, interactive uh, services where we actually can, I was going to say touch each other, but we're not really allowed to do that yet. We're going to be resuming those on the 15th of November. So please diarize that 15th of November and we're going to carry on right through to the 13th of December before we take our end of year break. So please make sure you diarize that 15th of November we are resuming our services. We're going to be meeting at the Royal Elephant. So we're not going to be meeting in our old venue. We're going to be meeting at the Royal Elephant Hotel. That's on the M10 and um, Willem Botter, Willem Botter um, Road. Uh, and in Centurion, the west side of Centurion, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, venue. We've used it before for various functions. And um, the emphasis of the services is really going to be a practical demonstration of uh, God's miraculous power. We're going to be having encounters in his presence. So we'll have powerful times of intercession, uh, worship. We will also continue with this online way of doing our sermons. So we know that uh, some of you won't be able to attend. Uh, Some people have been in high-risk health situations, and so you might want to still partake of this series and other series we're going to subsequently be teaching uh, from home. So you can still do that. The messages will be the same, all right? At the services, we'll also be going through the same message, and uh, we'll have a powerful time of worship also. Um, so God is God is doing amazing things and I'll be informing you on some of those details in terms of the exact start time of services. Uh, just keep a lookout on our website and I'll also be sharing that information with you. Amen. So exciting. Uh, noted down 15th of November. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this new series that we have embarked on, on divine healing. I really ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes, open our ears, open our spirits to what you're wanting to do. I thank you for the powerful testimonies that are going to come out of this process. Come and have your way, Lord God. Come and help us as we equip your people. Help us as we listen to this powerful series. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to encourage you, if you've got prayer requests, please email them through to prayer at gochurch.co.za. Your prayer requests, it could be healing related, it could be other types of prayer requests. Please just email them through to us. And we're going to have lots of testimonies coming through as a result of this series. So uh, also email us your testimonies, testimonies at gochurch.co.za. Z-A. So we're going to be talking about the biblical basis for divine healing, the biblical basis for divine healing as I embark on the school of healing. That's the title of this particular series. So in this series, we're going to explore the rationale for divine healing, okay, why we believe in it. Uh, we will talk about why people resist this teaching uh, and divine healing in general. We will discuss the various methods for divine healing and how to be effective practitioners of it. Uh, for example, there's the laying on of hands. 
Uh, there's the sending forth of the word, declaring the word and uh, healing people that way. There's the ministering. Uh, there's ministering through the healing gifts, the gifts of healings. Um, there's also healing that comes as a result of the glory of God, the manifest presence of God in a meeting. Okay, so this series is really going to empower you to go to a higher level of faith for healing and other areas of your life. My desire is that um, each one of us is grounded in faith for healing so that when the storms come, you will withstand them. You see, sadly, many people are in a lot of meetings where healing is taking place. They're trusting in the hired holy man from the north to bring uh, powerful healing. But many of them end up losing the healing. They end up losing the healing because they don't know how to hold on to their healing because they don't have a sound um, theology for divine healing. So it's so crucial that while we're trusting God for healing and breakthrough, uh, we also are grounded in the word with regards to God's desire to heal us. So that's really what we're going to be doing in this series. And today I want to share with you the biblical basis for divine healing. Why do I believe in divine healing? And I'm going to give you six key reasons for my belief in divine healing. There are many others, by the way, but uh, what I have time for today is six that I'm going to share with you and allow the Holy Spirit to really minister to you uh, so that you are fully grounded in the word with regards to your healing. So the first uh, reason or rationale for divine healing is that Jesus came to give us life. In John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Okay, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. So that's the enemy's agenda, to steal from us, right? Uh, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus contrasts himself uh, and uh, to that. And he says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So what is fullness of life? What does that look like? It includes your health, right? I don't hear a lot of people who are sick saying, I've got such a full life. I'm experiencing fullness of life. I don't hear people who are in physical pain crying out saying, wow, this is such a full life. I'm so glad I'm in this physical pain. Uh, it's so important that we flow with who God is. We flow with who Jesus is. We flow with who the Holy Spirit is. Instead of making up uh, some kind of God who isn't really the true God in our minds. It's amazing how many people um, say God is like this or God did that. But it's got nothing to do with his personality. Okay. The second thing I want to highlight is that healing is in the atonement. Healing is in the atonement. In the same way that Jesus died for our sin, he also died for our sickness. Now, some people don't believe that, right? They believe in praying for the sick, but they don't believe that healing is in the atonement. So what I'm sharing with you uh, is not something where every single Christian in the world uh, believes it, but I see it clearly stated in the word of God. Jesus went to the cross for both our sin and our sickness. It's important to understand that, okay? And there are different ways of wording it. Some people will say healing is in the atonement. Other people might say something a little bit softer, and they will say things like, 
um, uh, healing stems out of the atonement. Everything that is good, everything that is pleasant, everything that is wonderful, everything that is to do with uh, fullness of salvation stems from the atonement, okay? That is when Jesus died for us on the cross, right? Um, and uh, went in our stead, you know, was punished for our transgressions. In 1 Peter 2, 24, the Bible says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. By his wounds, you have been healed. This is not limited to sin. This is also including your sickness. So you can actually say to people, Jesus healed you 2,000 years ago. You just found out about it tonight. You just found out about it today. Okay, And that's why when we talk about our healing, it's a very powerful place of faith where you believe you have already received it. Okay, You believe you have already received it. You confess it with your mouth. You know that it was done uh, at the cross and you walk in that particular healing. In Isaiah 53 verses 4 to 5, this is the passage of scripture that uh, Peter was actually quoting. It says, surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Now, this is so powerful, okay? How many of you are experiencing pain right now? He took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Look at the language that is used there. The word pain, for those of you who are doubting, because some people take this passage of scripture, they say, no, it's just talking about sin. No, how can you say it's talking about sickness? Well, the word pain there, that, that's translated pain, is the word shalah, and it literally means sickness, disease, and illness. And I looked, at, I looked it up, I did some research on this, and I saw that most of the times, almost every time that word shalah is used in scripture, it's talking about sickness, disease, and illness, okay? And then the word suffering there is the, it's the word makob, and it literally speaks of pain and sorrow. You see, just these two words show me that Jesus healed me, both physically and within my soul. So his healing, this healing we're talking about, includes inner healing. And one of the messages I'm going to teach on that, you know, how do you minister inner healing to someone? So um, when, we, when we understand this, it takes us to another level. When you want to really grasp uh, the healing power of Jesus, it's about understanding that when you got saved, okay, salvation is for your spirit, it's also for your soul, and it's ultimately also for your body. And uh, we're going to end up with glorified bodies, all right? And we'll experience the fullness of that when we're in heaven one day. But the point is that when you are believing God for breakthrough, embrace the fullness of your salvation. Don't just limit it to your spirit and say, yes, my spirit is born again. Well, what about your soul, your mind, your will, your intellect, your emotions, your imagination? God wants that sanctified, doesn't he? Now, we have no problem believing for that. We have no problem repenting and uh, trusting God for sanctification. But some people have a problem when you start saying, but I'm also trusting God that he does a deep work where he quickens my physical body. 
Why do we suddenly have a problem with that? You see, there's this mindset people have got of, you know, the body is evil and it's okay for the body to be crushed, battered and boost, bruised, you know? And that comes from a, a, an incorrect type of worldview, not a biblical worldview, all right? I love this uh, particular quote uh, by uh, Gloria Copeland, who's been used greatly in healing. Uh, Jesus bore your sicknesses and carried your diseases at the same time and in the same manner that he bore your sins. You are just as free from sickness and disease as you are free from sin. You should be as quick to seize sickness and disease in your body as you are to seize sin. Now that's very powerful. And when you meditate on this kind of thing, it helps you to deal with disease and sickness in your body. You see, if you have a bad thought, you tend to rebuke it, right? Because it's a bad thought. It's a wicked thought. But if you get a headache or a backache, perhaps you embrace it as a normal part of life. Why do we do that? Why do we do that? We want to be made whole in our souls. But when it comes to our physical body, it's like, ah, that's what happens. We're in this world. All right. Um, God is taking us to a place where we fall out of agreement with the things the enemy is trying to put on us. Yeah. He's taking us to a place where we fall out of agreement with the things the enemy is trying to put on us. For too long, the enemy has duped believers into embracing his stealing, embracing his killing and uh, destroying as a normal part of life to embrace. But we need to refuse it. We need to refuse it. See, that's how the enemy puts things on a lot of believers. He makes you think that, yes, you deserve it. Yes, you're supposed to have it. Yes, it's normal for this to take place. And you agree with him. There's power in agreement. Not just good agreement, but also bad agreement. Okay? I like what Colin Urquhart um, says. When Jesus stood bearing the lashes from the Roman soldiers, all our physical pain and sickness were being uh, heaped upon him. It is as if one lash was for cancer, another for bone disease, another for heart disease, and so on. Everything that causes physical pain was laid on Jesus as the nails were driven into his hands and feet. That's such a powerful picture, such a powerful picture. And we know that when it comes to the healing gifts, the gifts of healings, sometimes people refer to them uh, as in plural, right? And they are referred to in plural in scripture simply because probably it's because there are many different strains of sicknesses and diseases. That's why some people who've got strong healing gifts, you'll find that they'll tend to focus on specific illnesses and diseases. There's some people where God uses them mightily when it comes to back problems and problems in the skeletal system. Uh, other people are greatly used in uh, the healing of cancer. Some people it's blind eyes or, uh, you know, opening up uh, deaf ears. All right. Um, so it's a very powerful analogy that Colin Urquhart uses here. Um, I remember years ago, uh, as I was growing up, I think as a teenager, I was very much into Colin Urquhart uh, books and material. He was a great, um, he's a great uh, pastor, minister from the UK. Um, I like what Sam Storm says. Of course, ultimately, all sickness is a result of sin in that Adam's fall introduced corruption and death into the human race. But that does not mean that every time we get sick, it is because of some specific sin we have committed. It does mean 
that had Adam not sinned, there would be no sickness. Sickness is the effect of sin, just like tornadoes, weeds, right? Uh, sadness are all the effects of sin, right? Um, we didn't have any of those. There were no weeds uh, before the fall of man, right? Um, so there's never a time where you particularly say, oh, Lord, forgive me for my cancer. Oh, Lord, I just want to confess this flu. You know, please forgive me for this flu, all right? So uh, Jesus died for your sickness. It's so important to understand this, but at the same time, sickness is not sin, Okay, um, that's very important, very important to understand that. Okay, um, so here's the thing. We will at some point receive our heavenly bodies. So the healing we're talking about in a sense is temporary. In, this, in a sense, we want to be well while we are on earth so that God can use us powerfully. But we know that at some point we will die and uh, we will get our heavenly bodies. So we long for that. So when we receive salvation, it's important to embrace it for spirit, soul, and body. In the same way that we are passionate about personal wholeness and sanctification as a process in this life, we also uh, ought to desire healing and wholeness, physical healing and wholeness. So important. Okay, so here's the thing. The life of the believer is a tension between what we long for and what we experience now. It's that tension. But don't stop longing for it just because you haven't yet experienced it, you see. And um, I'm going to be speaking very soon, sharing with you why people resist uh, the teaching on divine healing. Because uh, when we know what caused the behavior, right, and how we learned the behavior, it's easier for us to unlearn it. Philippians 3 verses 20 to 21 says, but our citizenship is in heaven and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's what we long for, right? That's who we long for, who by the, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. That's what we're ultimately longing for. But when we look at scripture, we see that Jesus instructs us when we pray. He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So let's have a revelation of what his kingdom looks like. Let's have a revelation of what heaven looks like. And let's pray that we have a taste of that here on earth. Let's believe God for that healing and that restoration. You see, through faith, we bring heavenly realities to earth. Through faith, we bring heavenly realities to earth. That's what we are called to do. The third reason why I believe in divine healing is that healing the sick was central to Jesus's ministry. I don't understand when people say today like, oh, no, it's not God's will. Oh, he doesn't really. Just look at Jesus. Is he not your example? Just look at the ministry of Jesus. And I also don't get it when people say, yeah, but that was Jesus, not us. Because the Bible is very clear that as Christ is, so are we in this world. Jesus, when he was praying in John 17, he says, Father, in the same way that you sent me, I've also sent them. We have the same mission as Jesus on the earth, right? Bible tells us that uh, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So we are called to do the same. If we want to know God's will, we must look at Jesus. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the exact um, uh, representation of God. So we need to look at Jesus so that we see what Father God is like. In Acts 10 verse 38, it says um, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, right? Uh, 
with the Holy Ghost and with power. So he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. Okay? To do what? He was anointed to do what? He was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. What does good look like? And healing all that were oppressed, oppressed of God? No, oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. All right? So that's what Jesus did. Jesus was on a mission to destroy the works of the devil. And what's described as the works of the devil? Well, all, that who, all those who were oppressed needed healing. So it was sickness. 1 John 3, verse 8. He that commits sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the very beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Okay, you know, here's the principle. Hatred for sickness and disease will help you in healing the sick. You see, I think that we part of a generation that doesn't hate sickness enough. We're part of a generation that has embraced it. Oh, yes, this happens to everyone. Oh, yeah, it's fine. And so on. Refuse your sickness. Refuse your sickness. Stand on the word of God. Renew your mind with what God's word says. Okay? Uh, not your experiences. Not other people's experiences. What God's word says. You see, the Bible says, as Christ is, so are we in this world. His mission is our mission. 1 John 4, 17 says, by this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. Don't separate yourself from Christ. As he is, so also are we in this world. In John 17, 18, Jesus is praying. He says, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Right? Same mission. We continue. We are his hands. We are his feet. We are his voice in the earth today. Jesus said that whoever believes in me, he said that whoever believes in me, these works that you see me doing, you will do them and you will also do greater works. He doesn't say, oh yeah, only my first apostles will do this. You know, some people are secessionist in their theology where they believe that, you know, signs, wonders, miracles were just for the early church because of the message of Christ that was being preached. You know, it was a way of getting the gospel out. Where do they come up with that? The Bible doesn't say that. Who, ex who told them that? All right. Jesus says, whosoever believes in me. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Okay. Do I believe in Jesus? Yes. Will do these works that I'm doing and will do even greater works because I'm going to the Father. Okay. So uh, let's embrace it and let's not receive what some people say. That's not according to scripture. All right. <clears throat> now, Here's, here's an interesting point. This is my fourth uh, reason for fully embracing divine healing today. Sickness is from the devil and healing is from Jesus. Okay? Sickness is from the devil and healing is from Jesus. In Luke 13, 10 to 17, powerful passage of scripture that many of you would, would be familiar with. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. Now I want you to see that, okay? She had been crippled by a spirit. That's one of the things demonic spirits do. They cripple people, all right? For 18 years, 18 years, some people might have just thought like, well, that's her. We're so used to it, you know? Um, we've known her for so many years and she's always been like that. But Jesus was able to discern that um, she had been crippled by a spirit, 
Okay, says she was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, woman, you are set free from your infirmity. What I find powerful about this is this was stemming from Jesus's compassion because it didn't say the woman came up to Jesus and says, please heal me, please heal me. You know, Jesus was the one who saw her and he literally just said to her, you are set free from your infirmity. Okay, he declared the word and then watch this. Then he put his hands on her. And we'll talk about this when we're talking about methods of healing the sick. Then he put his hands on her. So he made a declaration. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. All right. Indignant because of um, indignant because uh, Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. See, the religious people, right? uh, the synagogue leader said to the people, there are six days for work. So come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. <laughs> okay, where's the compassion? Right? The Lord answered him, you hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, so he's using covenantal language, which is so important when it comes to healing. Lord, I'm your child. Lord, I'm believing your promises. Lord, you died for me, right? A daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years. That's Jesus's empathy, Jesus's compassion, right? And that's how he feels about your sickness too. He's saying, but should she not be uh, untied from this, you know, this backache, this back pain? You know, these chronic headaches. Should should you not be untied from it? You know, Satan has kept you like that for so long, right? Uh, and you're, you're God's daughter. You're a daughter of Abraham, right? Whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years. Be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her. When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things um, that Jesus was was doing. Isn't that amazing? Okay. There is no sickness in heaven and there was no sickness before the fall of man. Right? So be careful what you agree with. There's no sickness in heaven and there's no sickness before the fall of man. And remember, part of our journey as believers is we want to get back to that place uh, of kingdom, kingdom realities. Okay. And so we see what is heaven like? What is it like in the garden of Eden? And that's what we're declaring. That's what we're calling forth. All right. A lot of people remain sick because they have agreed with the enemy's suggestions. All the enemy needs to do is to just whisper in your ear, you've got this because you've sinned. You've got this because you uh, you did ABCD 10 years ago. All right. It's interesting when you look at this passage that I've, I've just read to you. Uh, there are times when a spirit is actively binding someone and has to actually be rebuked and the spirit is still there. All right. Uh, there are other times when a spirit causes harm and then moves on to other people. So the spirit is no longer there, but it was the cause of uh, the particular infirmity. Okay, And it's interesting to note how Jesus ministered to this crippled woman because he doesn't actually address a spirit. He basically just tells her that she is loosed, she is free, and then he lays hands on her. Okay, so it seems to me that it was actually a spirit that inflicted this thing onto this woman and the spirit moved on and was doing other things, but she was experiencing the consequences of it. Okay, but we can touch on that when we talk about uh, methods of healing, but I found that quite fascinating. 
The fifth uh, reason why I believe in divine healing, uh, the fifth biblical basis I want to share with you, is that it's in God's nature to heal. It's part of his character. In Exodus 15 verse 26, um, we see that this is Jehovah Rapha. It says, he said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. Why? For I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. So God describes himself as a healing God, Jehovah Rapha. That's his name. That's his nature. In uh, the book of Psalms 147 verse 3, it says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that powerful? He heals the brokenhearted. So when we're talking about healing, we're talking about emotional healing too. Okay, And he binds up their wounds. How many of you are brokenhearted? God can heal you of a broken heart, okay? In Deuteronomy 7, verses uh, 13 to 15, it says, He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. He will bless the fruit of your womb. This is talking about the blessing of the people of God who are obedient to his, to his word, okay? He'll bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, your corn, new wine, and oil, the calves of your herds, and the lambs of your flocks, in the land that he swore to your ancestors to give you. You will be blessed more than any other people. None of your men or women will be childless. You can stand on that. You can stand on that. If you believe in God um, for breaking barrenness and wanting to be with child, um, these are things you can claim in scripture. You will be blessed more than any other people. Powerful promise. None of your men or women will be childless nor any of your livestock without young. The Lord will keep you free from every disease, not just some diseases. See, we've got this thing of like, yeah, but that's normal nowadays because of the society we're living in. No, he will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases you knew in Egypt. So they're diseases that are associated with Egypt that the children of God can say, uh-uh, that's not my portion, okay? But he will inflict them on all who hate you. Now we look at this and it seems like it's extreme, but that's the goodness of God. I know certain people, there are certain people who haven't been sick for years. They literally claim these promises. They've got a revelation of divine healing. And they'll share with you. They'll say, you know what? I literally haven't been sick for many, many years, 30 years, 40 years. Okay. Uh, and then they'll say something like, yeah, they were just uh, twice, actually. You know, there was a time when I started getting the sniffles. I felt the symptoms. Then I rebuked them. But it was after, you know, working inside my pool. It was very cold and so on. And I was fixing this and that, etc. You know, I know of people like that. In the book of Psalms 103, verse 3 to 5, it says, talking about God, who forgives all of your sins and heals all your diseases. Okay. He forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Can you see this reference, this twin reference of your sins and your diseases? Okay, I'm telling you right now, uh, healing is part of the, the atonement. It's part of the atonement. And we need to trust God concerning these particular things. We need to trust him concerning these particular things. Okay, um, verse four, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you 
with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with bad things, no, with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Some of you can believe God for that, you know? What are the things associated with youthfulness, right? As we age, as we grow older, we can trust that God actually renews us, okay? Our youth, our youthfulness is renewed like the eagles, right? That although we're getting older, we're finding, hey, I'm getting fitter, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting faster, all right? Faster. <laughs> now, last time I checked, because these things are all in the Old Testament, last time I checked, the new covenant was better than the old covenant. So if old covenant people can claim these promises as the children of God, why can't we in the new covenant? We can expect even more. You see, there is no sickness in heaven. Jesus taught us to pray, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, not on earth as it has been in my experience, all right, and other people's experiences and other people's negative experiences. No, it's on earth as it is in heaven. We need to study heaven and know what the nature of the kingdom of God is. Okay, why is it that we limit heavenly qualities, um, the, the heavenly qualities that we want to see on earth? We limit them to things like peace and joy, you know, so-called spiritual qualities, isn't it? Right? Why don't we include freedom from sickness and emotional wholeness? People don't have a problem with saying, oh Lord, just as there's perfect peace in heaven, I thank you for perfect peace in my home. You know, we find it easy to pray those kinds of prayers. But when was the last time you prayed this prayer? Father, even in the same way that there is no sickness in heaven, you said, Lord Jesus, when you were teaching us to pray, you said, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. My house, my household, my family is here on earth. And I'm asking for your kingdom where there's no sickness to manifest itself in my household. I declare that there's a wall of fire around my household. There will be no sickness. I'm in a place of immunity. There will be no disease. There will be no allergies. All right? You literally announce these things and you claim it. You appropriate it by faith. You see? Not by osmosis. These things don't just happen. We are, we're living on earth. We're resisting the enemy. And so we need to be people of faith. And uh, now let me share with you the sixth one. The sixth one. Sickness was something the early church aimed to rectify. This is so important. Sickness was something that the early church aimed to rectify. What do we mean by this? Let's have a look at James chapter 5, verse 14. It says, is any sick among you? So sickness was not the norm among them, right? Uh, is any sick among you? Oh, do we just leave it? Oh, it's normal. It's a part of life. No. Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, right? And it goes on to say, and the prayer of faith will make him well. You know, it's a categorical statement. It's like, that's what happens around here, guys. The prayer of faith will make them well, right? So if you're sick, let's do something about it. That's what the scripture is saying. If you're sick, let's do something about it. Let's problematize the fact that you are sick, okay? Let's not just think like, oh, yeah, she's sick. She's always been like that, you know? And don't, don't receive these things as yours. Don't say, oh, yeah, you know, with my back problems. It's not yours. It's not yours. Refuse it. Refuse it. You can describe the symptoms so we're not into mind over matter. Uh, you know, we're not in denial about these things. You can talk about the symptoms. But I'm telling you right now, Jesus is more powerful than those things that you're experiencing. And I've seen it. We've seen many people healed uh, in our church over the years. Amazing miracles have taken place. So this is not theory. 
But I believe that it's a time to explain the doctrine of divine healing so that people fully grasp it and fully understand it. So it's not just, oh, let me just try Jesus. Let's see what happens. You know, that's being passive. Now, miracles and healings, this is so important, miracles and healings were prayer points for the early church believers, okay? And they got results. They were actually prayer points. They prayed for miracles and healings. I'm not just talking about the apostles when they would heal people and so on. Watch this. Acts chapter 4, um, and we're going to read from verse 29 through to about 31, somewhere there. All right. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Okay, so this is what I'll be doing uh, just now. I've got a crafted prayer, prayer I've crafted, and I'm going to actually uh, pray it. Just like the early church would pray, saying, Lord, please come and do these wonderful uh, miracles. You see, uh, I want to explain this. We tend to get more results. We tend to get more results when we are specific in how we impart healing. Okay, hence the use of crafted prayers now uh, for specific illnesses, specific illnesses. And that's what I'm going to do uh, in this series. At the end of each message, I'm actually going to, uh, I would have picked out a specific illness and we're going to pray in agreement with regards to it. A prayer I've crafted. I did some research on specific illnesses and I've crafted prayers around it. If you uh, look at some of the books by people like Charles and Francis Hunter, um, they found that they actually got more results when it came to healing people, when they were very specific as they made declarations in terms of the healing. So those of you who understand the physical body, sometimes you've got a bit of an advantage because you can pray very specific prayers because you know what the root cause is of the particular, of the particular sickness. Okay, so <clears throat> let's see how this goes. Okay, you know, God responded to the early church's request and he has responded many times to our requests for healing. Okay, so um, let me let me say this. Do you stop selling your product just because some people didn't like it or, or some people don't don't buy it? No, you carry on selling it. So let's keep praying for the sick because it's making a difference to those who are actually receiving their healings. You know, you might say, oh, yeah, but look at those 50 people that weren't healed. What about the 50 that were healed? OK, it makes a huge difference to them. You know, sometimes in church when people are sharing testimonies, you know, some people switch off and they're like, oh, okay, that's their testimony. But just try to empathize with those people because when they get up and they say, I used to have this chronic back pain, but now I'm actually fine. Do you know how that changes their life? Do you know how painful chronic back pain can be? It literally transforms their life. All right. So it's important that we, we embrace uh, uh, this particular principle. Um, so before I pray the crafted prayer uh, over those of you who are, who are sick, uh, just begin to get ready. I'm going to be focusing on lower back problems and skeletal pain. I just want to remind you of a couple of things. If you've got prayer requests, specific prayer requests, please send them through to prayer 
at gochurch.co.za. And then uh, please share testimonies by emailing testimonies at gochurch.co.za. And just make sure you spell testimonies correctly, okay? Some people have got funky ways of spelling these things. They spell testimony the way they pronounce it, you know? testimony. they'll be hungry thinking about food, you know? And they, they spell it T-A or something like that. Okay, so just watch out for that. I'm just joking. All right. So um, let me start the crafted prayer. This is going to be so, so powerful. Can we stand in agreement or sit in agreement concerning this? So if you know anyone with lower back problems or skeletal pain, we are praying for them right now. Right now, I come against any muscle or ligament strain in the name of Jesus. Where this has been caused by repeated heavy lifting or a sudden awkward movement, I speak healing to any straining of back muscles and spinal ligaments in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare healing of bulging or ruptured discs. Thank you, Lord, for our discs. You created them. Thank you that they act as cushions between the bones, between the vertebrae, in our spines. So I speak order where there's disorder. Be healed from arthritis right now. Be healed from any skeletal irregularities right now in the name of Jesus. Be healed from osteoporosis in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Lord, for those experiencing lower back pain. I speak healing from any mechanical issues and I declare, I declare uh, healing over any soft tissue injuries that have caused this lower back pain. Uh, be healed right now where there is damage to the interver uh, intervertebral discs. Healing where there is compression of nerve roots and improper movement of the spinal joints. I speak restoration where there has, there's been a, a torn or pulled muscle uh, or a pulled um, ligament in Jesus' name. Right now, I speak to this entire region of your body from right below the rib cage, the, the lumbar region. I release you from the intense pain in the lumbar region in Jesus' name. I speak an acceleration to the healing process that has already started in your body. I thank you, God, that our bodies do heal themselves, but I speak acceleration and I, I decree a miracle taking place right now. Be healed from that dull ache. Be healed from that stabbing or shooting sensation that you have been experiencing. I speak mobility to you where your pain has made it hard for you to move or to stand up straight. I speak mobility right now in Jesus' name. Yes, begin to move, begin to dance, begin to run. Yes, do it now, do it now, do it now. Yes, be healed from the sports injury uh, or the heavy lifting that you've been involved in. Whatever the cause was, be loosed in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, for those that have been in pain that has lasted for more than three months and is now chronic. This is not your portion. This is not your portion. 
this is not God's plan for you. Do not embrace it as part of your new life now. You are released from it in Jesus' name. It's not part of your identity. It's not yours. Do not accept it. Father, I pray for those who are currently seeing medical practitioners, those who are seeing physios, uh, bios. Uh, may you use these people to be your hands, Lord. May, may you use them. May whatever treatment your children are on, may whatever treatment we may be on, uh, also play its role. May whatever exercises they are given be accurate and useful. I release you from all other issues related to back pain today. I release you from loss of bowel or bladder control. I release you from numbness in the groin area. I release you from leg weakness. I release you from any fever and pain when you're coughing or urinating in Jesus' name. I pray for those with muscle strain, Lord, uh, uh, or sciatica in Jesus' mighty name, uh, where a disc has been ruptured or bulged. I declare restoration uh, to perfect working order and functioning in the mighty name of Jesus, where bulging or ruptured discs is uh, pressing on the sciatic nerve. I release you from the pain running from the buttock down one leg. In Jesus' name be released. You are released from sciatica in Jesus' name. You are released. You are free. A miracle has taken place right now. I pray for those with herniated discs, Lord. Where the discs on your spine are experiencing wear and tear from aging or from injuries, I declare rejuvenation right now. Even as God's word says that, Lord, you are renewing our youth. Where weakened discs are putting pressure on your spinal nerve roots, I release you from the pain and I speak order there. It must obey my voice. It must obey this word going out, this word that God is watching over. I pray for those with chronic back conditions that are causing lower back pain. I come against spinal stenosis in Jesus' name, where there is narrowing of the space around the spinal cord, putting pressure on your spinal nerves. I release you from that in Jesus' name. I come against spondylitis, where you are experiencing chronic back pain and stiffness due to severe inflammation of the spinal joints. Be released from that in Jesus' name. I come against fibromyalgia in Jesus' name, uh, where you have widespread muscle aches, um, uh, including back pain. Be released from that in Jesus' name. You are loosed completely in Jesus' name. You are loosed from that fibromyalgia in Jesus' name. Yes, go, go, go. You don't belong here. Father, give us wisdom in getting to the root of this back pain. Father, give all those struggling with back pain wisdom concerning the root cause. Show them what to do about it. I release your grace to those whose jobs involves lifting, pulling, or anything that twists the spine. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for many of us who sit for hours at a desk. I pray for those whose chairs are uncomfortable and those who tend to slouch. Lord, reveal these things to your people. May we be proactive in preventing back issues, Lord, I pray. Father, give us, give us your wisdom, Lord, as we carry things, as we lift things up. 
We thank you, Father, for our lower backs. We thank you for the lower backs. We thank you for the role that it plays, Lord God, and the support that it actually gives us, the support it gives us to our upper bodies. Give us wisdom when we carry things and also when we work out and when we train and when we exercise. Give us wisdom, Father, so that we may not overextend our muscles in sport or even uh, in our general posture. I release your grace for those who are overweight, where their weight is causing these back issues. I release your grace, Lord, for those that have lived sedentary lifestyles with very little exercise. I pray for the grace, Lord God, to strengthen their limbs. I pray, God, I pray for God ideas. I pray for God ideas and solutions for each of them, Lord, in Jesus' name. We declare that this type of pain is not our portion. Lower back pain is not our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. And the people of God said, Amen and Amen. Praise God. I want to, I want to encourage you, um, access these crafted prayers. Um, we will we'll be making some resources out of them in terms of like resources that will cut out away from this message and you'll be able to send these to people who are struggling with this. Sometimes someone can be in so much pain, it's not easy for them to pray some of these prayers by themselves. But you know what? Just listening to this prayer, you find that it gets into their spirit and God heals them, right? We need to get the word into people so that they experience the healing power of Jesus. I want to encourage you to keep praying for us as we uh, resume services on the 15th of November. They're going to start as family services, by the way. So the children will join us. We'll be complying with the regulations. Uh, it's a large venue, so we'll be able to space people out. And um, just pray for us. Pray that there will be lots of miracles uh, taking place, that the glory of God will be there, and that many people who don't necessarily attend our church but are watching this and uh, getting to see the power of God, that they will attend and they will be healed and they will find salvation if they're not yet saved. Let's stand in agreement in this season for miracles, signs and wonders, just like the early church prayed, Father, come and do this. Let's embrace God's word. God bless you. We love you so much.